Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. These are uh, amazing times. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And who better to talk about all these issues with than Alan Dershowitz, the author of Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thanks. I appreciate your asking me. And, of course, uh, what's going on at Harvard, and you are the Felix Frankfurter Professor of Law Emeritus at Harvard University Law School, I know must be truly heartbreaking to you, the reaction of some of the students there at Harvard Law School uh, regarding their support of Hamas. No, it isn't heartbreaking. It's anger-inducing. We're fighting back. Uh, Just like the Israeli army, we're now on the offensive. Um, We've gotten uh, students uh, to have their uh, job offers withdrawn. Uh, We are urging the school now to publish the names of every single student who supported rape, uh, who supported beheadings, who supported burning children alive, who supported kidnapping. We want exposure. Uh, The First Amendment, the marketplace of ideas, requires transparency. So we're fighting back. We want to know the name of every single student, faculty member, administrator who supports this barbarism so that we can hold them accountable in the court of public opinion. We don't want to ban them. I'm a strong supporter of freedom of speech, but freedom of speech goes both ways. So we're doing what the Israeli army is doing. We're on the offensive now. We're fighting back and we're winning. We're winning. We're getting these students to withdraw these uh, outrageous statements Uh, We got the president of Harvard to finally uh, 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 deliver a statement which was about still uh, only partially uh, relevant. Uh, She still won't condemn these bigots. I I, I would like your listeners just to imagine one thing. Imagine that there was a club that started at Harvard called the Ku Klux Klan Club, and it advocated the uh, lynching of blacks or another club, a bunch of male chauvinists who started a club in favor of rape. Uh, What would be the reaction of the university? Would they just say, well, they have a free speech right to express their views? Whatever the reaction would be to lynching, to Nazis, to rapists, that's what the reaction should be to what Hamas did um, in Israel uh, over this past weekend. We can't have a double standard. It's an excellent point that you make. And and I think that uh, we've seen these deplorable reactions from students at campuses around the country. We've seen it right here in Philadelphia 
Harvard, obviously. We've also seen it from members of Congress refusing to condemn this. Rashida Tlaib, right. Il- Ilmar Om- uh, Ilan Omar, uh, and others. And, 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 you know, this is this is not about the geopolitics of Palestine and Israel. I mean, these are barbaric, brutal, savage attacks by terrorists. And yet they're they're equating this in some way like these are freedom fighters or something. Well, CNN does that. Uh, CNN uses uh, the term militants uh, instead of um, using the term. uh, Obviously, it should use a murderers, rapists, uh, beheaders. Um, But uh, and then, you know, what I call the CNN strategy is now coming into being. Um, Hamas purposely puts its rockets um, purposely puts its rockets uh, among civilians and uh, hoping that Israel will have to kill some civilians. And then they parade the civilian dead out there and say, see, Israel's worse. And students accept this nonsense. They don't realize that um, this is Hamas's strategy. They want Israel to kill Palestinians in order for Palestinian bodies to be used by CNN to try to create a moral, moral equivalence. And too many people fall for it. Why? Explain to me and help, help me understand here. Help, help me understand why people do not understand the, the goal of Hamas, the goal of Hezbollah, and, and really, truly the goal of Iran here. Why, they, why this happened now when, when Israel and Saudi Arabia were at the table and talking? Why don't people understand that that was the motivation for this? I mean, it seems very obvious to me. It is to me, too. And that's why the only way to stop this recurring, recurring barbarity is for Iran to be punished. And there are three or four ways they can be punished. First, Israel can be allowed to destroy their nuclear reactor. Could you imagine Iran developing nuclear bombs and handing them off to Hamas? The what happened just the other day would be nothing compared to what would happen. That's one. The second thing would be the United States should now pressure the Saudis to immediately accept the deal. So to show Iran, look, it's not working. It's backfiring. Uh, also to put pressure on Qatar to stop supporting Hamas um, and to stop supporting Iran. And so the center of this is the greatest exporter of terrorism in the history of the world, and that is Iran. They're the real villains here. And unless we punish them, it's not going to stop. And instead of punishing them, the Biden administration at the moment is still potentially unfreezing $6 billion, which I guarantee you will be used to uh, foment terrorism. Well, that's the, the I mean, John Kirby's up there today saying that we're acutely aware that Iran is the number one sponsor of Hamas, but we still can't say Iran was involved in this or not. Uh, it's almost like the administration is trying to defend Iran. I mean, I, I really couldn't understand why the Obama administration uh, thought that Iran could have a seat at the table of, of adult nations when th- th- this is a, a, a fanatical, radical Islamic government that is that is looking to destroy not only Jews, but also other Muslims who they believe don't believe follow their version of, of Islam. I mean, how do you sit down with people like that and, and negotiate and rationalize with them? I just don't think you can. No, I don't think you can either. You have to just destroy them. And I do think that uh, later intelligence will demonstrate that Iran played a much greater role in this than the United States intelligence agencies are now saying. They're not saying they didn't play a role in it. They're saying we don't have proof that they did play a role. But of course they would hide their involvement. The Wall Street Journal, who I trust uh, in this respect, 
maybe more than some government agencies, did reporting that showed that there were meetings in Lebanon the Monday before the Saturday in which this occurred uh, involving uh, both Hamas leaders and leaders of uh, the Iranian um, uh, mullahs. And so I would bet you anything that in the end there will be proof that the fingerprints of Iran are all over, uh, if not this attack, many, 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 many other attacks. Um, Iran, uh, without Iran, you could not get this level of sophistication, this level of intelligence gathering, this level of rockets, thousands and thousands of rockets. How do you smuggle them into what's supposed to be an open-air prison? Last time I was in prison, and I go to prison a lot to represent clients, you can't smuggle 4,000 rockets into a prison. But how do you destroy it without starting World War III? And, and I think a lot of people are very, very nervous about that right now, especially because the United States, we're, we're in Ukraine. Uh, we're, we seem to be very spread very thin here, and I think a lot of people are very yeah. concerned about that. That's why I'm not enthusiastic about a ground uh, incursion into, um, into Gaza, which will cost a lot of lives. And I'd be much more in favor of a targeted attack by um, Israel with the logistical support and diplomatic support of the United States on a, uh, a raid against the Iran nuclear reactor using, you know, 25 uh, planes uh, with bunker busting bombs provided by the United States to destroy, if not all, at least the vast majority of the Iranian um, uh, nuclear weapons program, which we know exists. We know where it is. And uh, it would send a message to Iran that you promote terrorism at great risk to your own administration. I mean, ultimately, the answer is, of course, regime change. We want to overthrow the regime today in Iran, which is an evil regime, uh, just the way we should have overthrown the Nazi regime in Germany in the 1930s. We didn't do that. Um, It's hard to do, but uh, there have to be punitive measures. actions directed at Iran, no matter how successful Israel is in a ground attack in uh, the Gaza Strip. That won't end it. It might stop it for three years, four years, but in the end, it's going to be recurring because Iran pulls the strings. They're the puppet master and Hezbollah and Hamas are the puppets. So the regime of Iran is really the issue here. I think that's right. And they have to suffer. And one way of making them suffer is to destroy their most valuable property, which they've been working on for 15 years now, and that is their nuclear weapons program. Uh, Before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, regarding former President Trump, the latest on that. And um, the the fact that this uh, judge here in New York seems to be mocking him in court and and, and the attorney general of New York, the state of New York, being so hell bent on getting him. I I mean, this looks to be such a farce, this this civil trial. No, it's much worse than a farce. It's a targeted, uh, you know, I named my book uh, Trump. It wasn't an original title with me. It was a title that came out of um, uh, the attorney general's campaign pledge. She promised she would get him, and if she didn't get him, she won't be reelected. So she's going to do anything to get him, and she certainly got the right judge. The judge said uh, in court that he's just a bad man. Uh, That's not the kind of judge that should be sitting on issues like this, especially without a jury. And so this is worse than a farce. It's a total and complete denial of equal justice. Does he have the ability to... What's his recourse after this? 
Well, mostly it'll be an appeal. But remember that the appellate court judges in New York are elected, too. And New York is an overwhelmingly anti-Trump state. So, you know, his major recourse is going to be in the court of public opinion where he's winning. Um, You know, I'm a liberal Democrat. I uh, don't support Trump politically, but I certainly support his constitutional rights. Well, listen, I appreciate your time as always. Get Trump, the threat to civil liberties, due process and our constitutional rule of law. Professor, Professor Alan Dershowitz, thanks for your time. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.